0: Hey, welcome to the Happy Ramp Podcast. I am Ted Cluck, joined as always in studio by my good friends and partners in radio, Barnabas Piper and Ronald J. Martin. Big R, we got the uh we got the Commodore sixty four fired up there in the Ashland studio. So um took the, us a little while the hamsters to, uh, are running on
1: their wheels all as well. To, to get on the
0: air, yeah, on uh on Ashland Wi Fi. But we're here. I, I'm just assuming you're home, which is probably wrong. Are you at home? Are you um are you somewhere far more glamorous? I'm somewhere far more glamorous. I am mm. I'm in, indeed. I'm not at home. Where are you at, baby? You're traveling again. This is good. I knew there was like a there was an excitement and a crackle in your voice. It was. Was, it was there
2: an excitement and a crackle? I, oh, I never,
0: dude, there was. Yeah, there was the. Crackle I haven't felt of, real crackly today. So, I, yeah, dude, but, I'm in an uh, airport lobby. I'm in a high place. Where are you, baby? Yeah, I'm in Florida. Um, mm.
2: Yeah, I'm at sort of a uh, a retreat center in Florida. Dude, time. So. it was time for a little more pampering. Oh, it was. So. It was. Got Things it. have been rough. Mm. It was. Absolutely. Whereabouts in Florida?
0: Are I you, haven't seen are you any sunrise
1: photos. I'm, uh, you know, posted to Facebook or Instagram or anything. I feel like you're not really in Florida unless there's a beach shot somewhere.
2: Well, I was going to, but then I would, I, but I'm trying to stay off social media. And then if I didn't want to announce, you know, taking any time off social media because I knew I'd hear it from Pipe. So I, uh, I'm just laying low, boys. Baby, it's a low delicate low. set of. It's a balance.
0: Isn't it's, it? a it's a balance. balance. Now are you is this part of the Substance South like satellite campus that you're doing, like sixteen states away from, from Ashland or? Yeah, we're trying to we're trying to plant just a yeah, satellite in
2: Florida so that yeah, I, I can yeah. so that so as you can much be on as the I travel here week. I can still preach. Yeah, absolutely. No, that's good, man. That'll What matters is that wherever I'm at, I can still preach a message and people can still listen. Dude, the elders yes. are just trying to maximize
0: your time. You know, as long as you're down there, they might as well get a sermon out of you once in a 100%. while. So Might as well get oh, a sermon
2: it. out of you. That's, that's one of our slogans.
0: I, can, yeah, we I just, actually,
2: can we get a sermon out of this guy? Can, can we get, get a sermon is.
0: out of this freaking guy? Can we get something <laughs> besides trips?
1: Judas. <laughs> when I was in high school, my family uh, earned a vacation by my dad wrangling a – he would preach at a church a couple Sundays and we could have a house uh, in Pensacola, Florida. Ah which, uh, and then a hurricane hit, which tells everybody what God thinks of that idea <laughs> or what God he thinks, thinks of trading sermons
0: for vacations. I, I think it's a fabulous idea.
2: Yeah. Well, um, Pensacola didn't do too well in the uh, evangelical landscape, you know, 30 years ago, either. Let's just be honest, but carry maybe on. Are two. you,
0: are you anywhere close to one Frank McKinney in Deerfield beach, Florida? You know I what? Mean, are you, that's a are great... you in the Deerfield area?
2: Baby, that's a great question, and um, I'm going to look that up. I'm going to look that up. I don't know how close I am to Deerfield, but you better believe if I'm in the vicinity, I'm going to stop by. Dude, you may be
0: able to catch a leg of the book tour is Absolutely. all I'm saying. Or I'll just be able to look at one of his,
2: uh, one of his beachfront mansions. You know, Absolutely. Even, even more importantly.
0: So, see it see, seems if, a see little... if you
2: can
1: get a tour of the uh, the beachfront treehouse writing shack.
2: Yeah, I'm looking it up right now. I'm looking up Deerfield right now as, as you continue on, Big T.
0: Yeah, so uh, it, it it does seem a little strange just to be back on the radio after such a big episode last week, man. I feel like that was a watershed moment for this program, mm-hmm. also just for the radio business in general. But, boys, we oh, have— And for um, Frank McKinney. Don't forget him. I mean, he, for Frank, he would, I mean, he would really huge. be struggling without our help. Now, if you're Frank McKinney, just a little publishing question, Piper. Are you sending the clip of that— like are you sending that, that link to your publicist like in the way that, that a lot of new authors do? Like, hey, look at all the publicity I'm generating even though it was like an hour of us just destroying Frank McKinney. Are you still sending it in? Uh, it, it, so there, there's, a, there's a couple of possible answers to this. Uh, there's, does, there, if
1: he has a sense of humor, yes, yeah. absolutely. If mm-hmm. he doesn't have a sense of humor, yes, absolutely as a complaint. Yeah, that's right. Uh, and if he's completely clueless and he just thinks all publicity is good publicity, then yes, absolutely. So I think there's no way that
0: doesn't make it to his publicist eventually. Dude, mm. and I think it's one or the other. I think judging by that book cover, he either has absolutely no sense of humor, which is which is likely, or he has the most amazing sense of humor in the world. Yeah, he, he trolled us is what is what that means? Exactly. Exactly. Let me let me see if I can get these idiots to talk about my book for an hour. But uh, anyway, we did talk about his book for an hour. But boys, we have other things to talk about, as per usual on this program, because radio waits for no one. Um, we have a special episode on Tap Boys, and I'm excited about it. We have the uh, the the food and wellness episode. So all three of our topics today are going to be food and wellness related. Um, in that we are nothing if not um, men who are deeply devoted to that, deeply devoted to to health and what we put into our bodies. These these Ferraris, these radio Ferraris don't run on on garbage. So uh, in that vein, <laughs> um, we're going to get right into this, boys. And uh, I, w- I want to talk about something. I want to talk about a, a reality in my life and see if there's any overlap in your lives. But one thing I've noticed lately is that dudes in my, like, specifically in my church, but these these are friends of mine. These are just, like, friends of mine who are around my age, Sort of the default thing to talk about if we don't have like a natural thing to talk about at some sort of gathering is what diet everyone's on. So like like like, dude, are you in ketosis or are you doing a whole 30 or are you like, you know, cutting out carbs or like this is are you intermittent fasting? You know, this is the nature of of every conversation with dudes my age and i i just want to i just want to be clear like i hate it so much <laughs> because it's so boring and and all the all the while i'm listening and to no one going, gives
1: a crap that's no, no like, literally crap. or figuratively nobody's eating nobody's crapping nobody's giving
0: craps like there's there's none of that oh uh, yeah and i all the while i'm just like we used to be real men you know like at some point we used to talk about things that were they were interesting. We used to do interesting things. And now like the most interesting thing we're doing is like not eating till two o'clock. And then at that point we're eating clean. And I'm just like, this is the saddest thing ever. So I want to, I want to just open it up with that and, and see if, is that something you guys have noticed specifically about men? Because I remember, I remember growing up in the eighties, like my mom would talk about her diets a lot, like with her friends and they would all like go to Wendy's for a baked potato. <laughs> because because back then baked potatoes were great and now baked potatoes are evil you know carbs are the worst and fat is the best so like the pendulum has just swung a few times but uh, do you guys notice like like dudes kind of in your friend genre talking about this stuff all the time
1: yes I, I also like the point you just made it, it makes me so sad for the, the it's like farewell to comfort food because now it's uh, guilt food and yeah there we can't be comforted by the things that we
0: once were yeah no i know man you yeah you can't have like some bread you can't have a carb um and when i say you can't i mean of course you can do whatever you want because you're a grown man and you should but nevertheless big r what do you see in this uh in this space
2: oh yeah absolutely man i mean it's an epidemic i mean if you came if you came to substance i mean i think we've even had I think we even have sections in our cafe that are like whole thirty sections because like literally the whole church is on whole thirty or they're they're they you know they're they're it's in. just
1: it's just an empty shelf that people it's can just, stare at longingly. <laughs> yeah, our
2: cafe is an empty shelf. I love it. No, it's just a bunch of it's just a bunch of uh it's just a bunch of vegetables, grapes, and um and actually baked potatoes are the one of the carby things you can have on whole thirty and like eggs, right? So cool. there it is. So Judas
0: H priest, do you you have a cafe in your church? How big is your church now? Like, because when I was there, you know, a couple you were there years. the first. You were there the first Sunday five years ago. Big. Yeah, T- there were like a dozen people. And <laughs> right. Now you have like a mega church with a cafe. Is that? Is yeah, it's, that not, it's, it's not. It's
2: not mega, but it's okay. uh, it's grown a little bit.
0: Yeah, a little okay. bit. Okay. Yeah. So, so who eats in the cafe? Like, what's the context for this? I want to. I want to just make a mental. A so mental the cafe
2: list. is this man. So we we started this thing. You were there the first week, Big T. where like after the service, we all eat together. That's what we do. We all hang out and we eat. Maybe I think sure. I pieced
1: out before or, that. Or given the current dietary situation, you all get together and don't eat. We all get together and, and
2: don't eat. Pee- no, social. we supply we supply food for everybody that does eat or doesn't eat. So okay. for the people that don't eat, we have a lot of not food. And That's then a good way
0: people, to be inclusive there. Absolutely.
2: Like you can go over here where there is no food and not eat, or you can go over here where there is food and eat. So, yeah. dude, we're, not, we're keeping everybody together, right? Baby, you're so inclusive. I love So that. inclusive. Absolutely. No so one's yeah. excluded. No one's excluded, even the people that don't eat, which is usually me. Right. So that's uh, so I'm just hanging out with all the people that are eating, wishing that I was eating because they're eating a bunch of delicious food that I've sworn off because I, you know, I want to look like how they
0: do in their late 20s.
2: But
1: boy, Dude, that, that box
0: of raisins. I know. I want to take a minute, man, and just honor our dads, because <laughs> I don't know about both of your dads, but my dad spent zero minutes ever talking about his diet. And it just makes me love him more for it. You well, know what I mean?
2: Yeah. I mean, my dad never went on a diet one day in his life. He, that Absolutely. Was, he yeah. Same. Down. It wasn't even, the... wouldn't have even been like a thing.
0: Dude, it's, it wasn't even a glimmer in his eye. You know, <laughs> like, so how did, how did, okay. So it's been like, you know, 30 years roughly since we were little kids, like living at home with our dads. Like what, what changed in the last couple of decades to get from, Dad point A where like if you're a dad, you're just like an awesome guy living your life, doing kind of whatever you want to to this man, which just makes me so depressed. Like, how did we get here? I just don't
2: think it was just a it was such a different mentality like yeah. it wasn't like it it was this thing where it's like hey you know what man i'm like i'm in my mid 30s i have like three kids now it's like the one comfort i have now that i've kind of had some financial stability is i'm going to eat whatever i want like that's Dude, the right one i'm going to have a that's nice that's meal that's the one like luxury that i possess right absolutely yeah, absolutely. yeah, yeah. I have the, so this is what, So OK. So my old man, my pops, this is what he would do occasionally because sometimes dad would look a little heavier. And then other times sure, sure. And he's never a heavy guy, but right. sometimes he would just look a little leaner and it'd be like, pops, what are you uh, what are you doing? He goes, oh, I just don't have fries sometimes with my burgers for lunch. Yeah, there you and, go. And it wasn't and it wasn't to lose weight. It's just because he wasn't in the mood for fries. But like worked for him. He was having less fried food for a couple of months, and he would drop like eight pounds. Nice, nice, (laughs) dude. That's which when
1: you're eating a burger and fries for like a meal and a half a day, that's a lot of fries you're not
2: eating. Totally, yeah, it's a lot. It really is, man. That's yeah, with a a lot less calories you would be consuming. Yeah,
0: absolutely, dude. I love
2: your and dude. The old man was old school, so he didn't believe in breakfast. Breakfast was like for girls. Like he didn't breakfast. He just drank black coffee.
0: Dude, he drinks black coffees out the door and then, and then around around noon, man, we're getting that burger and fries and but, but then occasionally no fries. So I mean, seriously, yeah. so
2: so so this dude would come rolling into the house about 6 p.m. only having consumed one burger that entire day. So he had like 800 calories so far that day. Dude, so mean, he was
0: he was like essentially he was intermittent fasting. So I
2: mean, kind of, but he wasn't yeah. trying to do that.
0: And also he wasn't talking about it for like an hour to everyone he knew. I
2: mean to, to, even, to, to even entertain a conversation about what he ate or didn't eat would have been beyond reason
0: for him. Yeah, because at the end of the day, who, who gives a – I mean who cares? You know? <laughs> yeah, at,
2: at the end of the day, he was a man, Big T. Is what yeah, you
0: at the end of the day, he was a real man as opposed to the like yeah. hollowed out husks of, of yes. men walking around You know, yes. currently. Yeah. Like us. Correct. Yes. Yeah. Like us, Judas, how do we get here? Piper, uh, I, I feel like we need to, we need to move on because we've got, cause we've got you're about to stuff. swear on the podcast for the first time ever. I'm about to swear on the podcast. I'm concerned about, uh, about the state of things. Um, you sent a very provocative screenshot, uh, to Ronald and myself last night, um, in preparation for the show it was a little show prep, a little pre-production meeting. um, mm-hmm. The headline of this thing, I'm going to read the headline and the subtitle, and then I want you to unpack this for us a little bit. Um, It's called How Millennials Killed Mayonnaise. The inexorable rise of identity condiments has led to hard times for the most American of foodstuffs, and that's a shame. So I want you to talk about How Millennials Killed Mayonnaise, but also this phrase identity condiments, um, which also is a thing that I think makes me want to die. Um, (laughs) Tell us about that, Piper. Yeah,
1: so first, a couple things. Um, A listener sent this to me. um, As just, we have listeners who are awesome. They know the pulse of this podcast. She saw this and said, that's a thing that they would like. And she was absolutely spot on. So thank you, listener. Um, second of all, I technically am a millennial. I was born in 1983. That makes me 35 years old. Um, which I know everybody thinks of millennials as like little kids who are making poor decisions and killing mayonnaise and things like that. Um, but technically I am one. So I'm going to speak as part of the millennial generation on behalf of every millennial, because that's how generations work. One person can speak for the entirety of us all. um, So, identity condiments. Um, I think this ties back a little bit to the gendered food thing, you know, where we're we're attaching identity to uh, consumable items, and you know, we discussed avocados, and um, and I I determined that they were transgender, and there was there was an identity crisis there so yeah. I, I think that I think all of this ties together. I'm not really sure exactly how, but yeah i think I think there is there is identity confusion attached to condiments. I think people are putting avocados on burgers as if they are a condiment. That's an identity crisis so <laughs> um i I'm not exactly sure how this links to the killing of mayonnaise um, yeah. as as much as. Millennials just like to try weird, dumb stuff with their food.
0: They like they would yeah.
1: rather try something that's disgusting and new than something that's tried true and delicious, like mayonnaise.
0: Dude, so I feel like a millennial thing, and maybe you can speak to this big R, is um taking taking something sort of like banal that like you just wouldn't have thought about. Like your dad never thought about um condiments as persona things. But I think a, a millennial thing is to say you know, I put Chipotle mayo on my burger and I'm now – I'm therefore this kind of person. You know what I mean? Because everything yes. gets photo- – It's like
1: saying – instead of yeah. saying
0: I like mayonnaise, it's like saying I'm a mayonnaise
1: person. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And it's because everything means.
0: gets everything gets photographed and curated and rendered online such that like you don't just eat a burger in a vacuum anymore. Like Big R's dad probably like drove through some place – drove the sack of like greasy food to, to his office on like the, the bench seat of his truck and like ate it in, in solitude. But you know, nowadays every meal is an event. Every meal is a, an excuse to like curate your image a little bit more. So maybe, maybe identity condiments is not all that far off. What do you think Bigar?
2: Yeah, I know. Totally. I actually think it's hilarious because it's like anything that you can identify with, you know, anything any, like like anything that can become a part of like your persona. It's like yeah. you, you take that, you grab it and uh, you you run with it. And um, but but I want to go back to what Pipe just said a second ago, mm-hmm. which is, um, well, number one, number one, man, what cracks me up about millennials is that they're the only generation that refers to themselves as millennials, like 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 Big T, me and you didn't go around saying, well, you know, as a Gen Xer, as you know, as hey time
1: out. Millennials may call ourselves millennials, but it was started because old people started yelling at us for being millennials. This was not something that we self identified as. Now we've claimed it. Totally disagree,
2: Pipe. Totally that? disagree. Totally disagree. Oh, do you know Ooh. old Gen I mean, X-er. as a Gen Xer, I totally disagree. Oh, wait, this is a shocker. A Gen
1: Xer thinks somebody's wrong about their opinion and disagrees? <laughs> I'm stunned. Stunned,
2: I say. I mean, oh, as I a, as a Gen Xer, I mean, as as a Gen Xer, which is what I identify with. Like every time I think about anything, it goes through the lens of being a Gen Xer. Yes, I that would be
0: my opinion of that. Yeah. Wow.
2: But I don't really. But Pipe, I don't really think you're a. I don't really think you're a millennial, man. I think you're too old to be a millennial.
0: Well, too mean, old, age. like in spirit, or
1: like no, a, no. Just too, too old different. in age. Well, I'm I definitely think you're, a cranky old man. But that's that's a
2: separate yeah. issue altogether. No, I think you're the youngest age available left to be a Gen Xer. Well, there's it
1: there've actually been you know people who are more sociologically inclined and not just people who like to talk about identity condiments in terms of generations they actually break out millennials born between 80 and like 88 and <clears throat> because it's it's the people who remember life before the internet basically yeah you know so there's so we're yeah we're sort of the 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 older part of the generation but not
2: quite gen x but so we kind of have a foot in both worlds Um, Yeah, I think, it's true, but I'm going to, for my own sanity and because I actually like you, I'm going to put you in the, I'm going to tag you, I'm going to tag you on the back end of, of, of the Gen Xers. And because I think
0: identity (laughs) condiments are ridiculous. Because I like you, I'm going to tell you exactly what you are.
2: Pipe, I just feel like you're more, I just feel like, you know, as a Gen Xer, I feel like you're more Gen X than millennial,
0: you know? I actually have a, I have an alternate theory on, on the three of us vis-a-vis our ages. So. Even though Big R is quantifiably like the the oldest man on the podcast, I I feel like he's he's actually the youngest in terms of like how he views himself. In um, the Piper, I think you and I have like given ourselves fully to like old manness. And you know, Ron is like eating four calories a day. He's always on a diet. He's a hipster. He's fashionable. Yeah, I'm like, fighting. It. I'm fighting my age constantly. He travels all the time. I mean, you know, like he he's probably the most active on on. You know, Instagram, I, I think Ron really is the millennial of the group. Could you guys pray for me?
2: <laughs> I really,
0: I, what, I actually you can, need. So you can get more travel opportunities? Or, I, I, or- no, 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 no <laughs> I
2: actually, I actually need help. This is what, so here's what big M said to me the other day. You guys ready for this? She yeah. goes, do you always have to talk about your age? I mean, can we have one conversation without you like literally yeah. just bemoaning your age? And I said, No. And I go, even you saying that now, it just reminds me of of how I'm getting older. You know, yeah. time is slipping through my grasp.
0: Subtext you always have to talk about yourself. Exactly. Yeah. Like exactly. yeah, that's what she was really saying. Yeah. Um Well, yeah,
1: I, that's, that's also a very you. subtle way of saying, Will you stop reminding her of her age? Because every time you talk about <laughs> Your, every time you talk about your age, being married to you, it reminds her that she's attached to this very old man. It's and true. So there's, it's true. there's a bit of a latent insult there.
2: Except, Dude, now, except now, Big M is, has this. Big M has this. She's old school, though. Like, this is what Big M said. Parents, Big T, where she's like, okay. I've never thought about my age. I don't care. I love my birthdays. I love getting older. She's on that tip. She's got it figured right. out, man. She does. She's, 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 more, she's more like you, Jens. She's so, more like
0: you, guys. Baby, let, let me pose this question to you then. How are you going to like – like what is accepting aging going to look like for you? And like are Piper and I going to notice based on like your appearance? Oh my because
2: gosh. You, yeah. You can't
0: be like I – mean, I mean the shelf life on being like the skinny jean always on a diet guy. I mean you've got less than – 10 years of that left. I got to think you, you probably got less than five years of that. Left. I mean, not if you look at Paul Tripp,
2: but I I think the big, I think the big idea is that I think if, when I accept my age, it's going to be so dramatic. You guys are going to, you guys are literally going to have a conversation on your own and say, I think Ronnie just got saved. <laughs> it's going to be something like that. It's going to be He's
1: so gonna go from skinny jeans to like house coats and slippers and and Dude, that's going to be awesome. And like, like a folded up newspaper under his arm and a, like an old and a British reheated cup of Folgers. That's going to be Ronnie. Like, what, are you,
0: what are you waiting for? Like, that sounds amazing. <laughs> I, I would do that tomorrow.
2: You know, I'm just trying to get all the millennials to come through the doors on Sunday Big T. That's why I can't. Baby, be.
0: are you afraid that if you. Yes. Okay. Yes. Okay. So, yeah. So you're afraid that if you like unhipster yourself and you embrace like the actual old man that you are, that you're going to lose like all those little you know, uh, flannel wearing kind of millennial hipsters walking around a town. Like they're not going to want to come to substance and eat at the snack bar anymore. Are you it's Are you it's afraid? Not
2: the, it's not that, I mean, yeah. I appreciate the snack bar illusion, but, um, yeah. the, uh, no, I just, I, I just, I don't know what else to do. You do right call now.
0: it the snack bar though. Snack bar is like an old man thing. To call oh, absolutely. It. It's a cafe. It's, it's a cafe. Yeah.
2: You know, and it literally is. But I mean, I don't, I don't know what else to do. Like, I don't know how else to look or how else to be. Like, I, I don't yeah. I don't know what. And I sound like, you know, as as a Gen Xer, you know, <laughs> I'm just I'm just being myself, I'm just being man, myself, just don't being don't put myself me in a box. Yeah, don't put me sure. in a
1: box. And because yeah, we know. can't go an episode without bringing up the Enneagram <clears throat> As, yeah, a, I, as a as a four, you yeah. very clearly need to be a standout. Like you have need to differentiate to yourself from all the other um, aging pastoral gentlemen.
2: Boy, this is getting brutal. Man, your your descriptors are getting brutal, boys. but in a sense, though, snack, though, Piper, snack shop
0: and, aging. Just to, just correct me if I'm right wrong, now. pipe. I feel like all all aging pastoral, like affluent white dudes, have regressed to the mean of like they all look like Ron now. You know what I mean? Like, they're all trying to. Oh, you know, don't, say, favorite, don't say
1: that as a four. He now has to go find an entirely new look.
0: Dude, no, I but can. I'm encouraging him to find a new look because all these. G- Judas, I just almost swore again. But, like, all these guys, like, they all look like him now. You know I mean, what I mean? Dude, there's only
2: so many looks. What am I supposed to do? I mean, it's like, there's – I, I go to the same stores as everybody. Like, what am I supposed to get?
0: Well, but, like, 15 years ago, they all looked like. Piper's dad you know what I mean they're all in like a sport coat and a pair of slacks or whatever and now they're all in like a you know a, a pair of Red Wing boots and yeah but yeah. baby
2: here's the diff man the diff is yeah. that 20 years ago you know I was I was looking like that
0: you know what I mean so I feel yeah. like
2: I feel like the whole this whole pastoral scene has just caught up to that so there yeah
0: gonna, I no, that's what I'm that's what I'm saying so in order to be unique though you're gonna have to like I know I gotta you're gonna have to shift gears again it's true I I yeah. do
2: yeah. I, I, yeah, I have to shift. I got to wear
0: khakis and like a polo. I mean, there's there's really I'm no not th- khakis and polo. There could be a third way. I'm just saying like it has to be something Dude, because the they third all like-
2: way I love Yeah, that it's thing. a third way. That's a the third trip way. There. Oh, that's yeah. a total Paul. That's probably a Paul trip book
0: being written right now. I
1: mean, just like your cafe is a third place. So
2: or
0: snack bar, Ooh. whatever
1: we're calling this. Dude, thing what does now? a
0: cafe look like? Is there is there an employee there? Is there like a like a girl with a like a leather apron on, like making making wraps, like artisanal wraps. Like, hey guys,
2: don't laugh. But yeah, we do. We have we have a team that works behind the counter, and we also have a pour over station where we have two guys that <laughs> actually do wear leather aprons, and I'm not joking. Oh
0: my gosh, dude! I want pictures. Like, I really want to see. I'll send you all pictures. pictures. I'll, I'll send you pictures next week for sure. Now, do people? Oh, okay, real yes. talk here.
2: Like, do they? Everything sort of, you're dreaming of, the answer is yes. No, no, no. Yeah, I, I'm going in <laughs> a different direction. Which makes me so
0: happy. Do they like kind of see the humor in what they're doing? Ie, like, do they get the joke in all of it? And they're oh, like, dude, oh, absolutely, ha-ha. absolutely. We know we're being sort of poncy and affected, but we just like doing this. Oh, or well, they, I mean, you
2: guys know yeah. Big R. I mean, I make a joke out of all these things, so it's just, it's just fun. Like, it's none so. of it's serious. Yeah. None of it yeah. is serious. Yeah. It's all I hope fun. So. Yeah, so. like so. So I remember the guy that brought in the leather aprons, and we were cracking up about it for like twenty minutes. Uh, and then the guys put them on, and I'm
0: like, "Dude, that's that's all." Like, we love it. Roll. Dude, do it. you think with these these people, and and you speak to this piper? Do you think it's almost like it's Halloween every day? You know, <laughs> like you get to play a little dress up. You know, like every every Sunday you get to be like, you know, the artisanal rap maker. At the, it's at the... it's a
1: little bit like uh, it's a little bit like the Frank McKinney publicist question. Yeah. Do, are they are they completely self-aware in the sense yeah. of like this is utterly ironic and yes I'm dressing in a ridiculous manner doing ridiculous things or are they completely unself-aware and they've actually owned their condiments as their identity like when they say I'm right. a you know I'm a chipotle ketchup person they really mean like I am a chipotle ketchup person Absolutely. You know, <laughs> that's the there, volume about who I am. Yeah. Yeah. Like that right. sums me there up. Is. I'm an, you know, I'm like a four wing, five Chipotle ketchup person back off <laughs> of my, exactly. you know, pour
2: over. Exactly.
0: Exactly. Yeah. Let, yeah. Let, me, let me ask you guys this. Like, and I know I got to get back on track, man. I'm just going all over the place. And I got I have actually got to land the plane in like 10 minutes, but. Have you guys ever used an item of food to, like, build your own persona? Because as we've been talking, I've been trying to think, like, have I done this? Like, I've probably done this. Have you guys? I mean, uh, not since I was,
2: like, eight years old when I used to, a like. joke. Okay. Yeah. Like, yeah, I,
1: yeah. I make fun of people periodically for their coffee choices. But uh-huh. I don't think any less of them for their coffee choices. It's just yeah, an yeah. excuse to make jokes at people, you know, for sure, sure. putting too much milk, you know, cream and sugar in there or whatever. But, I'm tr- yeah, I'm trying to think uh, – same with, like, diet soft drinks. I I think diet yeah. soft drinks are ridiculous, but I don't think less of people for drinking them. But, I, yeah, I don't think I've ever sort of owned a diet or food as, like, yeah. this is my identity, Even even – in the end the antithesis to the dieters you know like i'm not yeah. i'm not on the other side going like i'm a red meat and potatoes guy
0: because you know Dude, i think i am almost <laughs> like i i just I, I i hate the dieting talk so much and i also hate that like the potato is gone you know what i mean like there, like in history Dude, in class only, you
2: only in history class diets, you talked though.
0: about the like the potato famine of of like ireland or whatever like i think we're in a potato famine but it, but it's hipsters that have caused it you know so, what i mean so what you're saying is that millennials have killed ireland i think i i think ireland and potatoes
2: maybe they, you gotta killed. go whole 30 and you can have all the potatoes you can you can eat man really all. so
0: it's like being a woman in the 80s you go to wendy's and get your drive it, to, it totally is man
2: it totally ah. is i mean i've lost like 15 pounds on potatoes
0: in the last year you just can't like put, st- you just can't put
2: anything on it you can only put, what can you, uh, put on it? Uh, you can only put, yeah, you can only put, you just can't put sugary stuff on it. You could put like mm. chicken on it. You could put, mm. you know, Yo. you could put salsa on it. Yeah, well, it's I,
1: legit. Can you eat like, on the Whole30, can you eat chili with like beans and beef and stuff like that?
2: Just no beans. What? Dude, that's uh. so kooky. Because <laughs> beans are inflammatory. <laughs> They're an inflammatory food. Shooter. They're not bad.
1: You know, not what's, not bad you know what's inflammatory? People
2: on the Whole30 are inflammatory. <laughs> That's what's inflammatory. Dude, you asked. I didn't invent it, man. You asked, man. You can eat beans, but they're inflammatory, and the whole thing is, is you're trying not to eat foods that sort of bloat
0: you out. That's the deal. Mm. Yeah. But you
2: can. You can't eat them. It's not, you can eat anything in moderation.
0: So the, when you walk down that street in A-Town, baby, when you walk down Main Street, the pe- here's people here's are great. going, there goes Ronnie Martin, all of all 24 years of him. You know? Yeah. <laughs> He's got the, he's got his whole life ahead of him this get, guy. He gets so, younger you know?
1: every year. It's amazing. gets younger
2: every year.
0: He's Absolutely. fresh, he's full of life. Gets, gets grayer but somehow younger every year. Gets the whole world ahead of him because he's not inflamed. The there's world there's on nothing the shoulders. inflammatory. Nothing inflammatory, right? just keep dropping
2: just keep dropping pant sizes, you
0: know, because I'm not a <laughs> thing. Because you cause you're like <laughs> a woman in the 1980s. I love I, that. Yeah. Could we get I I know we have artists that listen to the program and and I don't want to tax them even more, but – but and maybe the, this is probably over the line. But if we could get Ronnie in like a 1980s woman pantsuit, that would be – Wow. Why don't, just be go, why don't you go for the full? Leotard you could also seat. just drop his face you know? on a
2: photo of Hillary Clinton and that would solve that problem.
0: A leotard, I mean, some some
2: leg warmers.
0: Why don't, why don't you just put me
2: in a leotard in a snack shop somewhere and you can just be exactly how you describe me today, you know, like just...
0: that scene from Flashdance where like the, the water pours over that woman who's wearing like that, <laughs> that off the shoulder like sweatshirt and, and, and a leotard. Which has actually up. come back and is all cool again, by the way. That's actually what your church looks like. It yeah, looks, I'm, literally, it looks I'm looking at my wife right next. now,
2: and Big M literally is wearing that outfit. I mean, essentially, where- <laughs> priest dude. Baby, what's up? I'm looking at you right now with the thing off the shoulder and the. Le- no, you look you look money, you look good, but we're talking about you right now.
0: Does your church look like that factory in that scene, though, And that there's like sparks flying and like steam and, and all that, or is that like a little too over the top? Only during worship. <laughs> is there like a, is there, like, a, a functioning foundry? like running in your church
2: yeah only only after worship and then only during worship does it look like that factory scene while the music's playing and everybody's like flash dancing
0: dude it looks like the steel mill and like all the right moves
2: if you guys would just come out on a sunday you would just experience the (laughs) glory man you really would i'm telling you oh man as would all of our listeners if they just want to come out to a town for the weekend
0: five we got like two minutes left i want you to talk about a um a link that you sent a url uh called bodforgod.org. yes Start losing, start living. Bod for God. Um tell us about what what is bod for God? Let's just start there. <laughs> well wow. just it
1: just to be clear, it's bod for the God dot dot yeah. org. So this is a nonprofit yeah. Absolutely. Um, Not to help. Yeah. Well, based on the website, it looks a lot like an early two thousands or late nineties church website with an nice. embedded YouTube video. They figured out how to to drop in an iframe. And, uh, and it's, it's about losing weight. So <clears throat> let me just read some testimonials. Okay. This is from an unnamed woman who lost 46 pounds. That's no joke. Ronnie has lost 46 pounds in the last two weeks, but still <laughs> impressive for her. Um,
2: which,
0: which brings Ronnie down to like 46 pounds. Yeah, negative eight pounds, yeah. Ronnie. And I'm,
2: eating, and I'm eating a potato right now as we speak. So go on. She says, and I quote,
1: I'd eat my oatmeal, drink my water, do my Bible study and pray for the group.
0: And the weight just came off. (laughs) So So basically, I'm living like a I'm living like a resident in like a medieval prison, and that's how the weight came off. I ate
1: gruel and water and prayed for my group of fellow inmates. I mean, weight losers, and 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 the weight fell off. I scratched the days into the wall with a with (laughs) a rock, (laughs) and the weight came right
2: off. It just came. Uh,
1: oh! Also, thanks to the listener who sent this link to us. That was uh, that was that was genius. Uh, let's see. It was started by a pastor who served as a senior pastor in Virginia. Uh, he started a weight loss campaign in his church and community after he lost over a hundred pounds. He, wonder, you know. You know, just like they did in
0: the New Testament, though. I yeah. mean, so tip of the cap to him. I mean, yeah, the New Testament really says they looked. came
1: together breaking bread and, you know, worshiping. And he, they, the, breaking these bread actually, and not eating it. Is these people actually eat. came together to, like, stare at oatmeal and not, not
0: do anything. Um, they came together breaking bread and talking about how horrible carbs are. I mean, you know, that's really—if is, is, that's not the essence of the New Testament church, I don't know what is. The media has labeled him the anti-fat pastor. I don't yes. know
1: that. That sounds very aggressive to me.
0: Mm. It and, sounds clunky. I feel like the media could have done better as a as a unit. The AFP <laughs> no, cl- is clunky is what he was before he lost a hundred pounds. Oh, there it is. There it is. That was too easy, Piper. Master yeah, Clunk. you you
1: set that one up nicely. I did. Yeah. Uh, so it, I would just say, listeners, go to bodforgod, uh dot org. Check it out. Um, it's the, 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 the best thing about it is the design. It is wedged into the middle of the page. All the photos are a little bit elongated, which makes the, the before photos a little bit less impressive and the after photos real impressive. So it's a, it's just a great, a dude, great design right from 2001. Food. Yes, dude. Look at that. It almost looks like my website. You know what I mean? Oh, this slogan, nothing tastes so good as a bod for god feels.
0: Oh, wow. nice. Wow. Wow. That's yeah, I that's... mean, I
1: think that's really Ronnie's uh, that's really Ronnie's <laughs> motto in life. He just he just hadn't sort of made it so poetic just yet. Well, Piper, you know, is it feel like is it Gen Xer?
0: I, I I just want to challenge Ron with mo- one more thing before we go. Like, is his bod really for god or is it for him? I mean, all wow. this like all this weight loss that he's seeing, and wow, buddy, when he stands in front of the mirror in the morning and kind of turns turns to the side a little bit and just you know gives a little a little flex. I mean, is that really for God's glory? Is that for? Wow, your I'm gonna, you know,
2: Can you give me some time to think and pray through that? Like, I know. I I'll rep- know. And next week on the on the broadcast. Don't you know, waste your diet, Ronnie. Again? Oh, oh, my God! Now, right. now we're using quotes from our dads. I don't you know. That's my right. dad. It's well,
1: if Ted was going to use, use a quote from his dad, it'd be like, hmm, this burger is good, and that would actually be a better quote because it would put <laughs> yeah. a smile on everybody's face.
0: Yeah, absolutely. It's, but, hey, why put a smile on your face when you could be miserable and talk about your diet all the time? But I mean, skinny. But skinny. Yeah, skin- oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, skinny. I, I have skinny. a question to
1: close this thing out. Is yeah. anybody happier –
0: with no, this because nobody's
1: of diets. I feel like everybody is yes. more miserable the healthier they're trying to
0: be. Like, That's eat right, some nobody, fat
1: and smile, people.
0: Nobody There's looks no, different. No. It looks like you took one of those like <laughs> air mattress things for camping, like one of those vacuums, and just sucked away like twenty five percent of these dudes. They just look hollow. You know what I mean? They look sunken. And I yeah. like, oh, well, I'm going like to live themselves. longer
1: in this miserable state of eating dried peas. Like what?
0: Yeah.
2: what
1: what's the point? Because you
2: feel so great, man. Hollow is happiness. It <laughs> Hollow is so happiness. It feels so that good, man. That should be the slogan. Hollow, Hollow is, is happiness, happiness so man. I mean, dude, you have you have those days when you're eating all the stuff and the pie, and it's good going yeah. down. But once it gets there, it's just tragedy, is what it is. Mm. But it's mm. good going down. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Hollow is happiness. Hollow is happiness. You're be winning me over. You're really. You're really <laughs> you, you're you really me. turning the screws here, Big R. I tell Big you. T just
2: Big T just literally went whole thirty as I said that.
0: You've given You've me given a lot, me lot to think just about. transformed.
2: That's funny because that. you
1: said pie, and all I was thinking about was the chocolate cream pie I had two nights ago, and really wishing I had more. I was not I know. thinking about. The I had coconut
2: cream pie the last two nights, and I literally feel like I have to do something. Like life is turning into a tragedy
0: that I don't want to like see lived out. That's where I'm at. I'm not hollow. I'm not happy. You just go to Flashdance Church and go to the cafe and like watch the sparks and the steam and don't eat anything. I mean, well, I don't
2: know. I just found a, I found a Deerfield's 130 miles away, so maybe
0: that's. Well, there yeah. you go. There's the side of your next church plan. So we well, got if, it.
1: if you were really committed, you would like you would bike that in a morning and then you would Instagram Rise and Grind or something like that.
0: Uh, yeah, well, I didn't say we had to get exercise. You know, let's hashtag Hollow is happy. is. Oh, boys, I gotta go. I gotta go to a meeting. So All right.
2: that's,
0: that's a yeah. whole different kind of hollowness. That's yeah, a, a whole different kind of hollow. That's right. And a whole different kind of unhappiness. A whole different you know. kind of 30. Yeah, that's right. Man. 30, 30 minutes, I think not. You know, no, no meeting in history has been 30 minutes. Baby, shut this thing down for the love of good things. <laughs> yeah, baby, are you tired of, you're tired of being implicated on this program? I
2: just want to go have some snap peas. I'm hungry. Yeah, have your snap peas.
0: Mm. You know what? You could sprinkle those on a dry potato and then you've got a nice I, meal. I might so. Yeah. Really? I'm just Meal. Barbie for me to make suggestions, but it's a you lovely can do meal. Uh, boys, we've done what we always do on this program in that we have wandered to and fro throughout this depressing topic and until next time, Rachel Deheld Evans.
1: The Happy Rant is brought to you by Resonate Recordings. If you go to resonaterecordings.com, you can see the full range of services they offer. So if you're considering starting a podcast, they're the ones we recommend going with.
0: What happens when a writer and former history teacher goes toe-to-toe with his best friend, a nationally touring stand-up comedian? Total carnage, that's what. Two men enter, and two men leave, because that's how it works. (laughs) Actually, you get hilarious, real, and insightful conversations about life, history, culture, faith, and everything in between. Join me, comedian Johnny W., and my pal, author, and speaker, John Driver, for Talk About That at lifeaudio.com or wherever you get your podcasts.